This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK, where interesting people talk and London listens. Told you I was in trouble with the boss from time to time while well, I'm in trouble with one of our guests today. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer join us on left, right, and center. And Jeff said, I heard you yesterday. Repeat what, you, what, what your concern was. Oh, you were talking about uh, Jack Layton and how uh, you said your concern is that he's like all the other lefties, uh, that, uh, that he's about uh, taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Mm -hmm. and, and what concerned me about that is that uh, it's been a long time since anybody's been doing that for the last decade that each uh, year we've seen that uh, wealth is becoming more accumulated into the hands of, of the wealthy, that we've seen CEO salaries going up a lot, we've seen taxes dramatically reduced, progressive taxes dramatically reduced for wealthy folks. So our wealthy folks are getting a lot wealthier, our poor are sort of staying static. And I think, well, the alternative then is giving from the poor to, take, to give to the rich. And I think, well, why is that better? Well, I've never suggested that we should take from the poor and give to the rich, and I question some of your assumptions there, too. Well, I guess. I, indeed, indeed, uh, statistically, the rich are getting richer in this society. The middle class is also getting richer, and the poor are also getting richer in this society. The, uh, over the last, and I think it's 20 years... 20%, no, 40% of the people 20 years ago who were classed in the lowest, oh, I'll get this right now, Jim, the lowest percentile income-wise in the lower class have moved entirely out of the lower class into the middle or upper classes, 40%. Well, but not in the last decade, though. That was mostly concentrated in the, in the first of those no, 20 years. It happened. It happened. So yeah. the, the, the movement is there. And, and those wealthy people, you say the, the, uh, these progressive taxes have been reduced. They may have been reduced, but they are still there. You pay a whack more money if you're a rich guy than if you're a poor guy. Well, yeah, and that's another thing that, that you've said from time to time is that you don't like that. And I think, I look around at wealthy folks in Ontario today, and I think, do you, do you think they're not doing well enough? Like, they, they're doing way better than they ever have. That's not the say. point. Oh, so you, so you have no opinion about whether they're doing okay or not? Well, no, as long as they earn their money, it's theirs to keep. Well, and I have no moral right to suggest for a second that it's mine, yours, or anyone else's. And anyone else who does is a thief, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, anybody who suggests you know? that, that they earn it sort of on a level playing field is also pretty naive. That, uh, well, well, George well, Bush has an example well, I, of I agree of that like there that. are areas of our economy where there's no level playing field and the only thing that can create that is the government government monopoly ontario hydro is not on a level playing field the hospitals our schools none of them are on a level playing field well i think microsoft well, electronics has done pretty well is. as well and well, I think that's that, why uh, you, you look at a guy like george bush for instance look how cheap your computer uh, is made his fortune because of who his dad is and because he's been able to make deals you can through, have a uh, computer on your so desk on. so does it bother you if a guy like that gets rich why should i be bothered i'm not an envious person well again what's i i, I aspire that, uh, to get rich myself and the idea in a capitalist society is to have wealth acquired so that wealth can do the work for you. But do you care where it's accumulated? Would you care where it's concentrated? Do you mind? Yes, I care if it's concentrated in the hands of politicians and governments because that's where it always well, does Do you evil. mind if it's concentrated in the hands of an aristocracy? Well, there are no aristocracies in, well, in, in, in Western society unless well, you're talking we've about... Got, realistically, we've got one right now in the United States where you've got a, a class of very wealthy people who are getting quite a bit wealthier. They're the ones and how do who they get the wealthy? Schools. Well, we look at George Bush as an example again where he got into uh, Yale because his dad went to Yale. You know, he got uh, started in the oil business because of his dad's buddies in the oil business. He got his uh, seed money for the... Uh, and why should I care about any of this? Well, again, is George Bush telling me I field. can't raise my, the question my, my is, status in life? Do you mind life? that or not? Uh, there was an interesting article in, I guess it was the New York Times about this and about. Uh, well, Jeff, I don't mind it. You've, you've asked me five times. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I don't well, think anything wrong. And that may be the answer. The I answer think maybe, it's a good thing. Let me ask you this. People can get then. as wealthy as they want. Where the trend has been over the last decade. Tell, you tell me why it's bad. Why is it bad? Where the trend has been over the last decade for wealthy people to get quite a bit wealthier, where the middle class have basically stayed level. Nobody's suggesting that the middle class have gained anything in the last decade. No, and I'll tell you why. And the lower class have gone down quite a bit. Where, how far should we take that? What well, would be an ideal you're society? the guy that advocates it, so I should explain it to you. The poor are poor in this country due to government spending, and also because of the private no, I think expansion it's a lack of, spending, of the money actually. supply. But again, nobody even talking. Can about. you answer my question though? What would be an ideal society in your in your world? Like right now, you're saying our rich free people, capitalist society, rich people, where people can get as rich as no, they I'm want, and, and the little envious people cannot get the distribution of wealth. <laughs> The distribution of wealth. Right now, we've got a society where we've got a lot I don't of use that very term. wealthy people. It's a euphemism the trend is for stealing. When you take somebody's what? money wealth? without their the distribution of wealth, is a socialist euphemism for stealing. If I went and distributed okay. your wealth well, that's and what gave we've it seen. to my causes, you'd seen you'd take me to jail. We've seen all kinds of ways that the playing field is not level. Does that bother you at all? Give me a way. Give, Give me an way? example. Okay, well, again, that uh, what we're seeing right now is that uh, student loans in Ontario, the maximum student loan you can get in Ontario right now is about $9,000 a year. So you, you From whom? Up, 
from the government. You borrow from, Well, what's that? So, so a student can't go to a bank or to his father or to somebody else? Do you want me to give the not? Do you want me to give the example or not? Oh, well, I, I don't see that as an issue, but go ahead. Okay. So in this case, so you can borrow $9,000. Tuition for law school at Western is about 8000 a year. U of T have announced that their tuitions are going to 22000 a year. What we've seen is that as the tuitions have gone up dramatically, that the families from which these kids are coming, they're getting into law, uh, professional school, uh, are, are wealthier and wealthier. We're seeing f- far fewer kids from lower-income families, regardless of what their grades are, regardless of what their, their intelligence is, going to these professional schools. So off the bat then, in order to get into a professional school in Ontario, we're coming to see that you have to come from a pretty wealthy family to do it. And that's what the trends show. That's what's, what's happening. You know, if those are the kids who get into professional school because their parents have money, is that a level playing field? Or should we have a society where people get in because they're smart and hard Well, then by a level playing field, the only thing you can do to level it is to bring down those people who are above. Because you can never raise the people who are low up. You can only bring down the people who are above. And that's... That's well, the whole crime in socialism. My socialism question, though, was how... Uh, that's destructive how, to everything. How, how striated should our society be? How People should pay for their own education. Should they shouldn't even be going the to the government the for loans. People. How many... Oh, well, you okay, know. So, okay, well, that's one thing we can say, though. If you don't have the cash in your hands to pay $20,000 a year, you shouldn't go to law school. No, you can borrow it from other sources, no, from private Nobody's sources, from going to lend you $20,000 Well, not school. with the government competing, of course not. Not with the government guaranteeing loans. No bank is going to lend you that money. Well, then you have to go to another source. So that's, why you need, so, okay. that's why you need well, we to check open the then. banking so market, content. which I was just getting into. You're completely content, <laughs> then, that children... You don't want to fix the problem, Hard-working hard kids from middle-income and low-income families should not go to professional school. You're content that only children of wealthy families should well, go to professional school. How is it, Jeff, school. though, that lot, well, lots of those kids are still going to professional school? No, but fewer than used to. And, and, and well, I'm of course. Example, and fewer than used to are buying extra pizzas. Tuition was 650 bucks a year, which it still is, by the way, in France, Australia, a lot of the countries. that was those days, too. was a lot less there were a lot. There were a lot. There were a lot of lower and middle-class kids who didn't go to university. in the mid-1800s. No, no, but I'm talking about if you go back to back to the 1960s and 70s, when I was should have been in university and wasn't, cost was a factor then. I came from a poor background, and uh, cost was a major factor then. Even though, even though the now. two, well, I don't know. But nobody would argue that tuitions now are comparable to what they were then. We, Look, if governments we were interested, in go- if II, government was interested in solving your the problem, government saying there's going to be a level playing field, there's going to be a, a, a meritocracy. That is, that the smartest and hardworking people are the ones we're going to invest in. They should get ahead. And, and understandably, if I was a wealthy person and I had a kid who was a good kid but not the sharpest pencil in the drawer, I'd want that kid to have the best life they possibly could. Agreed. If I can get them into a professional school, even if it means putting them over above somebody who's much smarter and harder working. Uh, so how does, attacking, do how does attacking the wealthy help that poor kid? You explain that to so me. So what happens again is that if you say that the poor kid's not going to professional school, right off the bat, that's not level. The plain So what are you going to do? You're going to say only 10 wealthy people can well, enter question school I each year. The question I haven't heard you what? answer yet is what would be the ideal that we're heading for? Oh, the ideal has been Freedom Party's policy since day one. wealthier than they used to be. Let that's me explain how it works. I'm saying how far should that go? Here's, here's what government can do as a pragmatic issue without bankrupting the nation. Every person who goes to school, regardless of elementary, uh, university, college, government pays for their education if they want it, if they need it. The government will pay for it. Then their education taxes in their lifetime, whatever they, th- they are, only cover the expense they incurred to the government. It's yes. not an endless claim that's on your property. Buddy. Hey, that's, that's socialism, buddy. That's, that's personal <laughs> responsibility. That's that's, socialism. That means that's that if I'm I advocating. spend... No, it's not. Yes, that, it that's basically a loan from the government, and you pay it back. Socialism is when you rob Peter to pay Paul. In this case, Paul is getting the money from the government, and Paul is giving the money back to the government. Peter may be getting money from the government and giving it back. I want your system. And uh, so do I. But, the gov- let, but governments let, want to maintain a monopoly smart, on education. Let kids go to, secondary or go to uh, professional school. I think they that should be able to go anywhere. And then, then, going back to the first question, though, then, right now, what we it, have it, to do, it reminds Jeff, me of this quote of John Kenneth Galbraith, you know, world-class economist, and he said that the, the essence of right-wing economics boils down to the proposition that the only thing wrong with an economy is that the rich are too poor and the poor are too rich. And after I heard that's that, ridiculous. Every, well, time, I'm, I'm, every time I've right heard wing. about an announcement from the Tory governments or that's from George Bush, it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's like the rich are too poor. We have to help the rich more. Therefore, we're going to get rid of the tax on dividends. We're going to lower progressive taxes. We're never going to lower a flat tax, but we're not going to lower sales taxes or anything like that. And what, what happens when we taxes. do that? We leave more money in the hands of private citizens to invest in the private no, economy we, rather no, than no. give the money to the government to fritter it away. away from, the, from the average citizen. You're handing it to wealthy folks. In this case, it's just a redistribution it's of wealth. We have to, uh, okay, guys, we have to pause for a second. We're going to come back and Gord's going to join us. You're welcome to join us, too, at 643-1290, left, right, and center with Schlemmer and Matz. This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK.
Press right and center with Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz, and Gord wants to get in on the discussion. Hello, Gord. Good morning. Yes, sir. I'd like to go back to the beginning and talk about uh, capitalism, mm-hmm. and especially want to talk about what capitalism is in the sense of inventors. Mm-hmm. I would put it to, uh, to Jeff that Thomas Edison has uh, done the world more good than any socialist anywhere in the world at any time. And I would put it to him that (laughs) all inventors and scientists involved in the capitalist system have done more good for him and humanity than socialism has at any time. And I'd like to hear what he'd have to say to that. Well, it's interesting that you talk about uh, Thomas Edison, and it reminds me of uh, Andrew Carnegie. And, of course, uh, Carnegie invented a revolutionary way of processing steel. Right. Became one of the wealthiest Americans. Uh, in fact, I think he was the wealthiest American uh, around the turn of the century. And uh, later in his life, uh, accumulated uh, an awful lot of wealth, and later in his life decided that he wanted to give most of it away. Uh, of course, so, Bill, Bill, so Bill Gates has said the same thing now, that he would like to give it away. And it, it's right, striking how right. there comes a point where That's I think people have, enough, there. people have enough wealth where they decide that it's time to start to give money back into the society. Now, as far as inventions, if you want You're to... You're not answering Gord's question is what he's telling you, Joe. Yeah, I, said, I, I was just trying to, is when you interrupted me there, I said, if you want to talk about inventions, we can go blow for blow about whether... The first thing is whether inventions are the only thing that make life worth living. And it's nice that we have cars <laughs> and so on. So but like I guess if you want to talk better, about guess, whether or not an invention is been made by government or made by the private sector you know over time we've got uh, different things atomic energy was that a good thing or not it was invented by the government during wrong World War II. wrong if private talk sector about, uh, even things like microwave over. ovens microwave ovens were invented by the u.s air force to put in their airplanes uh, no they were invented by private industries contracted by, to the u.s air force this guy doesn't well, get it depends it. how you want to define that like what do you mean <laughs> that a person has to literally be a member of parliament and invent something for you to say parliament it was invented by government nothing. it's who funds it governments matters, have obviously. only a single power and that's to expropriate money and to distribute it that's but all they do i'm reading a book right now about uh, great political battles in Canadian history and they're talking about uh, all oh the different uh, elections and so Boy. on. And it's interesting how <laughs> almost all the things that define so us as Canadians are things that were brought in when there was left-wing pressure applied by the NDP to the Liberals to introduce things. And, uh, you know, you talk about things like so Thomas healthcare. Edison was only good after he gave his money away? Uh, Thomas Edison didn't give his money away. But no, but no, my but point my to you was that, that the, you're saying the inventors who accumulated wealth under the capitalist system somehow became better after they gave it away? Uh, no, what I'm saying is that there were as many inventions done by government as there were by people in the private sector. It's, it's right, kind of a moot point. Right, but that's kind of evading my but point. Fundamentally, my point if you're is asking that the individuals that created certain specific inventions created wealth and 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 uh, better standards of living for people uh, more than your socialist utopia you happen to have. Good, I have to leave it there, but I appreciate your call. And Ivan's up. Hello, Ivan. Hey, Jeff, you don't like rich people, do you? Oh, I love rich people. No, so my you favorite don't. people are rich. But I'll Ivan, you know, I don't I think you have to, to be a sycophant, though. Just a moment. I don't think you have to be a sycophant. Just to let them. me finish. Yeah. Well. I listen to this program every week because I enjoy it. I don't enter it. But, you know, you just, every week, uh, you're always talking about rich people. You don't like rich people. You know, you can become rich. Just change your law practice. Fundamentally, though, I, I don't understand, and I do understand why if you are a wealthy person... I'm not a favor- wealthy person. <laughs> Let me finish now, if I can, Ivan. If you're a wealthy person, then right-wing economics makes a lot of sense because you can get wealthier. But if you're not a wealthy person, I don't see what's so attractive about it because it's never going to help you or your family. Essentially, all that's going to happen is a lot of things that right now your family have covered by tax dollars that they pay for health care and so on, wow. they won't have access to. They'll have a lower standard of living. You know, If the trend continues the way it has for the last uh, 15 years, and that is that every year we've seen more of the wealth of Ontario concentrate into the hands of fewer and fewer well, people. Well, we said, that we said the same thing at the turn of the last century, the turn of the 19th century, that more and more the, the rich were getting richer and the poor were getting poorer. Well, economically, we had a pretty good century. We had that's a couple not true either. Well, that's why we the saw this have huge never retrenchment. Been getting poorer and Jim in was America. absolutely right richer. about Jack Layton. What's that? Jim was absolutely right about Jack Layton. You know what he wants to do? He wants to take money out of defense and give it to Africa. But let me understand then, Ivan, are you saying that with right-wing sort of economic theory that you think that your your family will do better oh, under it? Abso- than absolutely. It, don't you realize the reason that I live so well is because rich people pay taxes, rich people create jobs, poor people don't pay taxes, rich people don't, poor people don't create jobs. Why don't you... 
Well, I just yeah, don't understand that. You're, you're a socialist. How far should we take it, though, Ivan? Like, how much of your wealth would you like to hand I over to them? I should be able to make as much money as I'm pos- as I can. No, but you're not a rich person. You're somebody who's contributing to the rich people. How much would you like I to give them? I tell you something. I don't contribute to the rich people. What should I, you do? Yeah. I contribute don't you buy to things? myself. Yes, you buy and things? he gets something in return. Duh. Yeah. I, I saw I, Christina I, Blizzard I, yesterday I, complaining I, about I, CEO I, compensation. I'm hustling every day, Jeff. Yeah, but I'm saying, how much of that hustling would you like to hand over to wealthy folks so that they can make way more money I don't hand case. it over to wealthy. I hand it over to myself. Well, don't you he buy things? He hands it over to people who and give him what he wants. Jeff, and they don't you afford. ever buy things? In 1975, when I had a nice home improvement company, I drove a Lincoln. I had another Thunderbird. A, a Thunderbird. I had a nice home in Dorchester. I had 25 suits hanging in the closet. You'd want me to... Uh, Distributors well, to the poor. That over, over the last 10 years, chief executive officers' compensation has gone up by about 10 times, oh, whereas geez. the average salary of you and me has gone up by about zero. Is that okay, or is that a good thing? And if it is a good thing, how far should we take it? How long should we keep doing this? Tell the, t- tell the shareholders, say, stop doing it. Well, sounds, like sounds, sounds like they're happy. Sounds like they're happy with as their pay, Newman Jeff. says, it's out of control right what now. What are you CEO doing about it? Is not I would have to leave it there, but I appreciate your call. Um, you raised a point, though, Jeff. You said, don't you buy things, Ty? And yeah, he does buy things, and as a result of the capitalist system, he pays, the generally speaking, the lowest possible price. Well, is that what we're seeing in the, in the uh, government right now when they've talked about privatizing things? I don't know if you've driven on Highway 407 lately, but on Highway 407... None of that privatized. Get, out, get away from well, that nonsense. Do you believe what do you everything a government tells you? This is the flagship privatization program for the Tory government. That's why they said we're selling 407 to impose the discipline well, never mind of the, the 407. Sector. Have you been to the Walmart lately? Well, why not mind it? Have you why been to the Walmart lately? I love Walmart, but why, why can't we talk about 407? Well, we can, but it's sort of ducking the issue. We're talking well, we're about b- b- a guy like Ivan isn't going to buy a chunk of the 407, nor is he going to drive on he it. And you, and you said, how much do you well, want to subsidize rich people? Don't you buy things? And my comment is, yes, he does buy things, and one of the reasons he can afford to do so is because prices are down because of the capitalist free market system. Well, again, you know, you've never heard me say that I don't like capitalism. The problem is that in this case, <laughs> <laughs> we don't like pure capitalism. Why should it be the case that you say oh, you we're going to have a system where all of our hospitals are run by the private sector? All no, we don't have that system. Well, that's great because we don't have a pure capitalist system. And the reason we don't is because from the turn of the century, you were talking about, no if I could just finish this, the turn of the century, we had Zero. a huge reaction against the robber barons at that time. We had Teddy Roosevelt and the trust busters out there. We had the cataclysm of the Depression and World War II that essentially shook loose the, the grip of the Both ultra wealthy back government. then. And so after that time, we had 40 years of, of what was growth of of uh, progressive uh, socialist policies. You know, now we're seeing the retrenchment back into the old ways of having very, very rich people uh, increasingly contributing less and less to society. Uh, what I just don't understand then, again, <laughs> is how a rich, 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 rich person doesn't mind that each year they're a little worse off when they see their well, boss getting a lot better Does it off. matter, I don't see why Jeff, that's not a problem. Jeff, you're telling me that every year Bill Gates contributes less and less to society, do you? Well, again... If you want to yes ask or no? Yes or no? Is that what you're saying? Fundamentally, again, if you want yes to talk or about no? Well, what, yes what do you or mean? no? Is that what you, you just said that rich people get richer every that. year? Well, it seems to me that every year Bill Gates is coming out with a computer that's twice as powerful as the one Bill the year Gates before. Bill Gates is the guy who has announced that he wants to give away most of his money. He's not your pure that's capitalist. That's his choice. He's, well, that's what I mean. Giving away money voluntarily is he part of capitalism. He's not to be a pure capitalist. He's no, the government's taking his money from him and take, giving it to your causes. That's socialism. No, There's no. A big what we've seen again in the last decade between is giving the taxes your money paid by wealthy people being reduced all over the place. We've seen George Bush announce he wants to get rid of Jeff, dividend that's taxes. that's the point here, Who's that going you to help? We've seen that they're getting rid of corporate taxes. Ontario has announced they're going to have corporate <laughs> taxes 25% lower than the United States. Sure, and what's that How going to low do? should oh. they get? Well, we know what it's going to do. It's going to mean that we're, got, we're going to have tuitions continue to go up. We're going to see health care continue to go up. We're of course. Those are going to happen going even if taxes rise. Because we're racing to the bottom to try to bribe rich people, saying, God forbid, if our rich people leave us, we're all in big trouble. And I think people should have more confidence than that and should realize, you know, your kid is somebody who deserves to have an education. Jeff? Your kid is somebody who deserves to lead a good life. And there's no reason why you should s- sell that kid's future and say, we're going to privatize everything in sight because, like 407, like Ontario Hydro, like the next one is the LC coming down the road, like the Ontario Savings Loan, all these companies, when they get privatized, end up costing us a lot more money. Well, I have just one question I just want to toss in here, from sort of in the center here. Uh, Walmart's privately owned. I love Walmart. Why? Why do you like Walmart? It's privately because owned. Because it's efficient. You know what? Wouldn't it be better if it was publicly... To follow your rationale, wouldn't we be better off if it was publicly I've owned? I've never said that, and I've we'd been on the show for years. We'd I've said what we should we'd do eliminate is the use profit. the system that's efficient. The problem is... Yeah, but we'd, we'd eliminate the profit. So yeah, if you took the profit seen, out, though, the cost of the Walmart, we've seen an Enron. It's the bad companies that give them all a bad name. It's the greedy ones. Those are the folks who, who are the problem with pure capitalism. They're the ones who exploit it. Crim- don't criminality is not a capitalistic quality. Walmart does a great job. They sell stuff cheap. 
everywhere. More power to them. Walmart <laughs> should be the example. If well, why don't we give, can be like, like why don't Walmart, we give the health care sector? Why don't we give the health care system to Walmart? I then? think that's a great idea. Let's do it you'd, tomorrow. You'd support that. Why not? Well, what's the difference then? Well, why do you not support privatizing health care? Well, I guess because of the bad experiences that we've seen with the American healthcare system, what was the American Hospital Corporation, where we've seen that uh, inevitably, when these companies take over, they start declaring large dividends. Their CEOs start taking huge, uh, huge uh, perks. Uh, but that's great. That means more money will be invested in more medical in things. That's is how more it works. expensive than it is in Canada. It's you have not to efficient. have high And somehow we have to keep the greed out of that system. Okay, guys, we're getting down to the time for the last word. And Ken's with us. Ken, uh, we've got 30 seconds for you. Okay, a quick one for the two guys, uh, if they could listen for a second. Can you define to me in Canada, what is rich? You guys talk about rich and poor, rich and poor, rich and poor. Good question. Is it, is it a uh, $30 Chevy or a $100,000 Rolls Royce? Good question. Good question. Ken, we'll get an answer for you. Thanks for calling. Good, thanks a lot. Jeff, what, who's rich in Canada? Yeah, who when I talk about the rich, I talk about the wealthiest 10%. Uh, what we've seen is that in Canada for the last... Uh, what's four, the cutoff there? The wealthiest 10% is about 70,000 right a year, isn't But it? I know that average CEO compensation is over a million dollars yeah. now, whereas 10 years ago it was about 100,000. But 000. I think, I believe, and you might know, Bob, I think the wealthiest 10% comes down to about 70 or 75,000 a year is the bottom end of the wealthiest 10%. I, yes. think, it's, I think it's higher than that now. But uh, but it's not wealthy. It's, it's a small amount. And wealth is not measured in dollars. Wealth is measured in freedom. And I, I, I don't have a lot of money, but I've raised over a million bucks for, for the party that I represent, right? And I take a home a very minimum wage. Mm -hmm. um, you can, if you have freedom, you have computers, and you have technology, that is what wealth is. Wealth is capital. And whenever you get rid of capital, when you, when you smash a building, when you break a machine, or anything like that, you are losing That's what wealth is. And the more that we allow people who know how to produce things to produce more and more and more, let Bill Gates produce a trillion computers next year. We will all be wealthier for everyone. That's his contribution to society. That's the contribution of the businessman, of the accountant, of everyone who creates something of value. And that's what wealth is. Jeff, 15 seconds to you. Yeah, and what we should do is produce it and hang on to it. And this whole business that uh, through Voodoo Economics, we have to hand it over to the folks next door to us who are wealthier and a lot wealthier and getting wealthier all the time. It's just a myth. We don't have to fall for that. Uh, the way things are right now, our wealthy are doing just fine, thank you. We don't have to give them a lot of big tax breaks unless they say we'll give the same breaks to the rest of us. That's the way that we best look after our friends and family. Left, right, and center today, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. The line's pretty clearly drawn. Thanks to both Jeff and Bob today. Good show. Appreciate Thanks, you Jim. coming by. There's a little London Canadian hot wax there for you. Keep on running. Paul Grant Smith. Keep on high, high, high. I wonder how many times he sang that song over his uh, yeah, course yeah. of his career. Yep, for this is Talk of the Town, and boy, did we have a lively half hour. And I was just out in the hallway here yelling and screaming at some of the other employees. Well, yelling and screaming with them, actually, not at them. But uh, people taking sides up pretty quick on the, uh, on the Schlemmer and Metz business. And, and there's a, a point was made, and here's the interesting thing, and I wish, I wish Jeff and Bob were still here so we could pursue this, but here was the interesting thing, I think, about Jeff's position. Uh, and I don't mean to put words in his mouth, and I'm sure he'll forgive me for doing this, but... It, I asked the question about Walmart. He said he liked no trouble with Walmart because it was an efficient corporation. Nothing wrong with Walmart. And I said, well, why don't you take it public then, have the government take it over, and take all the profits that Walmart makes and put it into reducing the prices even lower? Why don't we do that? If, in fact, we can't trust the private sector, because that's what he was saying, hospitals and education everything, we, it's got to be public. It can't be private because we can't trust the private sector. Well, if, if that's it, then we can't trust them, and the public sector is going to deliver better results, then why haven't, you know, why don't people on the left support doing that? Let's take over the Walmart. I mean, think of the billions of dollars a year they make in profits. If it's true that the public sector is just as efficient as the private sector, and in fact is better in some ways because it doesn't have to pay out profits, well, heaven's sakes, how stupid are we? What, what are we doing with Canadian Tire in private hands? What are we doing with Walmart in private hands? What are we doing with McDonald's in private hands? Imagine how cheap the burgers would be if the government owned McDonald's. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> the, the government, yeah, right.
This is Talk of the Town in 1290 CJB. I'm sorry. I, I got carried away there. I thought I was on to something. Then, and then yeah, you, you knew that wasn't going to work. I thought I was on to something. You and then the suddenly, to run it? Suddenly I realized what I was saying, yes. I was uh, waiting until you were going to hit that wall. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm glad I saw it coming because that would have hurt if I hadn't had my eyes open. Yeah, the government. And that is the big flaw, to my mind. That is the big flaw with the, this, the whole you know, social democrat system here. Uh, socialist system in in Canada, and the and and the guys like Jack Layton would like to take us further down the road. Their ideology is inconsistent. It's inconsistent. No, you, we can't trust the private enterprise to deliver quality services at a reasonable, affordable price. If we're talking about education or healthcare, we can't trust them. We can trust them to provide us with food in grocery stores with uh, far, med uh, medicines in pharmacies and drugs in pharmacies. We can trust them with the uh, clothing to provide us with cheap clothing at, uh, you know, at the best possible price and the greatest selection. Um, we, we can trust them with all our household furniture. We can trust them with almost anything to do with our lives except health care and education. We can't trust them with that. What do you think of Bob's comment, Jim, about education and paying for it down the road through our taxes once you've already gone through? I think people should pay for their education. I really do. Yeah. And, and wh whether that's a way to work it, I don't know whether that's the best way to work it. My, my concern, and I do share Jeff's concern, he said, you know, the maximum you can get on a loan is $9,000. I think that's wrong. I think you should be able, I think you should have access, and here's one area where I would support some government intervention. Uh, not much, but some. I think anybody who wants to go to school should be able to go to school. Mm -hmm. And I don't think whether your parents got money should have anything to do with it. Um, and I think that's the simple solution to Jeffrey's problem. But to say the government should just give you the money to go, no, I don't think so. And I've made this point a thousand times. I don't see the difference between somebody borrowing $100,000 to get an education or borrowing $100,000 to open a variety store. Right. And I have yet to have anybody explain to me the, the fundamental difference between those two things. I've had some people try and kind of fumble and stumble around and all get caught up in their own logic, but I, I do not see the difference. So I think you should be able to borrow the hundred grand to get your education if that's what it takes and say, well, then you finish school and you've got all this debt and it's, uh, you want to get on with your life and, uh, quit your whining. If you want the education, pay for it and get out there. Well, and, and a story. Come on. How would you make it? practical for everybody then to be on a level playing field, get the money that you need to go through school, but then pay it off after. Like, what would be the, the formula to have it paid off? Well, I think there are some things you sh that you need to do. You, you, you need to say, listen, we're not going to lend you $100,000 so you can get a degree in, uh, yeah, uh, you know, advanced uh, whatever. Right. And there's no jobs, and there's no particular use for it in the research community. It's got to be something that's going to benefit you, and you're going to make money. Hey, well, and not just make money, okay. and not just be able to define it, because there's a lot of jobs out there where, you know, serendipity happens, and, and, and society benefits. But I'm just saying that, you know, we don't, we don't need to be funding professional students that way. But anybody who wants to get into a profession or get into a trade, I think they should have whatever funding it takes to get them to, provided their marks are there and they're working hard to do it. By all means, God bless them, make that money available. But they should pay the money back. They should pay it back. Simple. Why the heck not? Why shouldn't they pay it back? If you go to Walmart and say, I want a new couch and chair... You can make a deal with Walmart where you don't have to pay for it today, right? You don't have to pay for it today. You can take it home, but sooner or later you're going to have to pay for it. I, I just, maybe I'm stupid, but I fail to see the difference in education. Yeah, we'll help. You don't have to pay for it today, but you've got to pay for it someday. Why should education be any different than buying a couch or a chair? 643-1290. Tim's with us. Hi, Tim. Morning, Jim. It was interesting when you were talking about the government and we, we can't trust them in the in the public uh, private sector and them 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 aren't isn't them we aren't aren't we them I think the, no, I think the big problem in this country Tim is that we they are not us no they are not and but I, you know what I am part of the private sector I I am someone who's out there working in order to pay the taxes in order to provide infrastructure and do the things that the government needs me to do so that they've got the income to go forth and do the good stuff because I can't be trusted mm. and I and I guess what I'm saying is it seems to me that. If, if we ever develop any kind of intelligence at all, that the government and the private sector are going to start to build partnerships together because we're all supposed to be fighting for the same thing. Exactly. But, you know, when, when they talk about Schlemmer and Metz, when they were talking about wealth and everything else, and you know what? I think we've missed it. I, <laughs> I think we've missed it completely where, the, you know, I'd like someone to sit down. I'd like you to have someone on your show to sit down and talk about what the true definition of wealth is or what the, the definitions are. Because, you know... Uh, 
Onassis's granddaughter, you know, although that this is a great day for her, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to watch her life because I'm going to look at her very quickly as a very lonely, very isolated yes. individual who's got no one to share this with. And, and if I may go off on a tangent for a second, I'm an extremely wealthy individual because I've got my family and I've got my friends. Yes. And at the end of the day, take every dollar that I have, take everything that I own, leave me with my wife and kids, and I'm as happy as the day is long. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering, at, at, the, at the risk of getting kind of holier than thou, perhaps what we want to do is instead of worrying about what the other guy has or, or gets because Sam Walton built that empire through many, 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 many years of, of risk-taking and effort and blood, sweat, and tears, we all act as though he was just given this corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has the same, I believe everyone has the same opportunity to go out and do the things they need to do. It just depends on whether or not you've got the guts to risk everything you've got in order to go for it. Oh, bang on the money, Tim. I think we just need to reevaluate things. So just, I'll, I'll leave that for thought. Thanks for your call. Take care. Bye-bye. And that is the crux of the argument, too, isn't it? Like, what is wealth? What is wealth? People on the left talk about the wealthy. Well, who are the wealthy? Well, in my experience, when you talk to people on the left, it's anybody who has more money than they do. Those are the wealthy. If you got more money than me, you're wealthy. You know, and it's not fair that you should have it, and the poor people shouldn't have it. Well, suppose we took all the money. Here's a great test for me, too. Suppose we could take all the money from the rich people and give it all to the poor people and none of it to the middle class, who are, tend to be the ones who are screaming for us to do this. I wonder how happy they'd be then. Yeah, really? You know? No kidding. Okay, we're going to take from the rich and literally give to the poor, and you guys in the middle, because you're doing okay. You're staying there. You're staying there. Yeah. See what happens. I wonder how they'd feel about that. 643-1290, star 1290 in the Rogers AT&T. Yvette's with us. Hello, Yvette. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good, thanks. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment. Um, my mother came from a country in Middle Eastern Europe, um, and their education system at the time was grade-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, there was an incentive for people to excel, which later on down the road helped the economy, helped people to, I guess, improve education, improve technology, because they have an incentive to do that. Mm-hmm. So basically, the better you did at school, the less you had to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that I, I haven't heard anyone state before, and I think it's kind of maybe an, an avenue that we need to look at. Well, it certainly is a, you know, there's some incentive there, but again, I'm not sure that that's the answer. I think you, the reward should be in doing well. Why should yeah, we bribe but, people to do well? Well, I don't think it's necessarily bribing, but that way if you have someone who's exceptionally talented in an area and doesn't have the financial means to get to university then they have the avenue of saying, okay, well, as long as I really work hard, um, maybe there is some sort of work that needs to be done alongside of it, um, you know, part-time work or whatever, but they have the opportunity then to attend university. Well, I'd, I would rather see them have the opportunity to borrow the money they need and not have to work outside of school. I'd rather see them focusing on school. Okay, or maybe a partial borrowing system with a partial amount that given for good grades because I see people who go to school and they're very happy with a D. I mean, are we trying to get mediocre graduates or good graduates? Some of them are going to be mediocre graduates and they're going to pay the price for those Ds as time goes by. Well, but right now they're not. You get the funding regardless as long as you pay it back. Well, if they're they're passing, I don't know how you get around that because there's going to be some with A's and some with D's. Do you say if you don't get at least a B, you don't get the money? Well, no, you get maybe a graded system, where if you get a B, you only get less than an A. If you get a C, it's less than a D. Now, what if you miss out by one mark? Well, you had the option to work. I suppose. Yvette, thanks for the call today. Appreciate it very much. And John's up. Hi, John. Hi, Jim. How are you? Good, thanks. Fascinated by your program this morning. Um, I am a business owner in town, and uh, I've worked uh, hard for 35 years to have what I have. And uh, I would only comment that if you took everything away from people who have worked hard and achieved things, I'm not talking about lottery winners, um, if you took it all away from them and gave it to people that have less than they do, the people that have it would probably get it all back in a couple of years anyway because they know how to do it. Um, In addition to that, I think it's important for us to realize that we, we spend a lot of our time dialoguing about the rights of people who don't have things, um, and we sometimes forget about the rights of people who do, who have paid enormous price tags to have what they do. I think you're right. That there's a great 
um, what I call um, um, a, a, a discrimination. Mm-hmm. People who have work what they have, and they have to pay two or three times the rate of tax. Um, they're also the people that probably paid back their student loans, like I did. And um, I just don't know if the you got to be careful because if if you drive that incentive away from people who say if I work harder, do more, sacrifice more, bleed more, that in the future I will have more comfort or I have more satisfaction or more success. The feeling of being grateful, the of, of feeling accomplished. Mm-hmm. If you get rid of the goal of feeling accomplished, then our society will unravel, Jim. I absolutely agree. John, Thanks. couldn't agree with you more. Appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. And David's up. Hello, David. Hi, David. Have we lost David? We have lost David. All right. We'll try to get David back, and we will pause for a moment or two. We invite you to join us this morning. We're talking kind of a mixed bag in this half hour about a uh, follow-up from our last half hour on Left, Right, and Center, about rich and poor, and about, uh, you know, who should, uh, how do we fix that, or does it need to be fixed? And education has been a little part of that, too, in that uh, Jeff Schlemmer was talking about that, and then more and more it's just the children of the upper class who can afford to go on to higher education, and, and I have a very, very simple solution to that. I'm sure that anyone, anybody who wants a loan and can keep up with the grades gets the money. It's very simple. He said there's a maximum of $9,000. Well, if that's not enough, then increase the amount. Increase the amount to whatever it takes for these people to get an education, but they pay the money back. Simple. We're back, and Susan's up. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi. I think... The reason that hospitals and the education system aren't privatized, and probably the reason that they shouldn't be, is because competition wouldn't necessarily be good in those sectors. Why is it any different in those sectors than any place else? Because you want the quality of education that your children get be to be um, the same when you move from one area to the next area to the next area. And that... You that want that's the only reason why you would keep it public, publicly funded? Well... How much moving do you plan on doing? Well, he, well here's the thing. My, my children, my, my son attended JK in one school, and we moved in Senior K in another school. Sure. But the thing is, why should... In my area, there's been a, been a higher competition, say, between yeah. the schools. We have five schools instead of another area that has three. Yeah. Now, my five-school area has better competition, so we're going to have better stuff. Yeah, wouldn't you have my better stuff ev- everywhere if the competition was right across the board? Wouldn't but all the kids there's benefit? no way to equal it out. Why not? In my town, I pay more for socks and underwear than you do in London. Yeah. Because in my town, there's not the competition. Yeah. That's my point exactly. You probably that would pay more for education, system. too. My, my school system would be worse than your school system because you have more competition your schools would be in direct competition with them because you're in London, you're in a bigger city yeah, center. But, but your kids aren't going to come here to go to school. Your kids are going to go to school where they live. That's right. And we're going to get less education because we don't have competition. We don't have, we don't have the equivalent of the school Walmart competing with the school Zellers. Why not? Whereas you do. Why not? Because we're a small town. You only have one school in your town? Well, actually, technically, yes. We have a junior public school, we have a senior public school, and we have a high school. Well, maybe that's one of the disadvantages of living in a small town. Maybe if you truly want to enjoy the lower prices for your socks and underwear and education, that's one of the reasons to move to a big town. Well, you see, and that is exactly the reason that you can't privatize the school system. Why not? Because then you would say, oh, and I mean, earlier you said, you know, Toronto. Listen, if you're going to privatize... Susan, you're missing the key point here. If you're going to privatize a school system in your town, mm-hmm. that means essentially that you, as the, as the parent, you are going to pay one way or another. You're going to pay for that education. You're not going to pay for something you don't like. If you don't like the quality of education at that school, you're going to, you're going to complain about it and you're going to have some clout. Now, if you don't like it, you go to the school board and say, I don't like it, and the school board says, well, that's too bad. If, if it's a private school change? and you're funding the private school and you don't like what's going on, the same as if you go down to the store and say, I don't like the price of these socks and underwear. Either you make them cheaper or I'm shopping somewhere else. You're not getting my money. I'm not spending money here. They're going to do something about it. But that doesn't happen. I mean, I mean... No, because they don't care about your money. They know you're not going to go. Well, and, and apart from that, you, you also have to look at the fact that is it feasible, really, 
for a child to travel well, an hour and 45 minutes to school. Of course it's not. That's of not the point. Not. Well, Susan, if you're telling me that we should keep a bad system so some people in small towns don't aren't disadvantaged by being in small towns, I don't think that's a very equitable way to view it across the province. What about all the kids in the bigger cities? But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that because you can't have it as a competition system, it's not going to be a, a system that you can look at and say okay, it's fair, it's equitable across the board for all children to get a good education, no matter where they're from, no matter what they do. I don't think you need a second school to be competitive. I think what you need is parents putting demands on the teachers. The teachers who don't meet those criteria are the teachers who will be gone. That's where your competition comes in. And why can't you do it with the the public school system now? Well, it it isn't being done, is it? So you you tell me. And and that's because too many parents are complacent. I can tell you that I am my school's worst nightmare. They... I am in there all the time. I'm telling them, look, you're not and, and, giving and, and my it's still child education. Done, isn't it? But it's, I think you should, should be getting. But Susan, it's still not getting done, is it? You're batting your your brains out against the system doesn't work, and then because you turn around I'm and the defend the one. system. Because I'm the only one. Yeah, but then but not, then you turn around and defend that system. Susan, I defend that doesn't make any sense. Because. Because despite the fact... Well, I don't know. I don't care why you defend it. It doesn't make any sense. There's no rational answer you can give me as to why your, you defend your something doesn't work. your isn't any better. Pardon me? Your system isn't any better. Well, you don't know that. You've I do, because you're telling me that you still can't guarantee that my child's going to get a better education. I can't guarantee your child's going to get a better education right. than, any, than anybody. So why change it? Okay, fair enough. Thanks, Susan. And that's what's wrong with education, folks, right there. It doesn't work, but why change it? My goodness. Uh, Pauline's up. Hello, Pauline. Hi. I think that better education is, is looking towards higher education. Mm-hmm. Higher education gives uh, those smart kids out there a good attitude about their courses and mm-hmm. about the skills they need to attain it. And they're out there. They're going to be the new breed. They're out there, the, and they're going to you know, make the world stand up and take notice of uh, what wealth can really do. Well, they are the ones who make the difference, aren't they? They, they will be. Yes, they will be. And we need to be their leaders. We need to teach them that, hey, you know, we know, we know uh, something uh, about, you know, what's happened to our earth in the last uh, three decades. You know, the, the, the pollution, the environment, our waters, you know, all that really matters. I was watching a program on television uh, last night. It was uh, Marketplace, and they talked about the chemicals that are in a lot of our beauty products. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that there is, and it's going to take money to clean up our waters, and it's going to take those brainy people who deserve those fortunes. You know, they mm-hmm. got to get through all the red tape, and that costs money. Yeah, very, very good point. Pauline, thank you for your call. We have to pause for a news and weather update. We're coming back. Herman and Ian are waiting, and we'd welcome your call, too, at 643-1290. This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK where interesting people talk and London listens. And we've been talking in this part of the program about socialism versus capitalism, about private enterprise versus public enterprise, and about rich and poor. Herman's been waiting patiently to join us, and he's up next. Hi, Herman. Hi, Jim. Yes, sir. Every time I hear Mr. Schlemmer, I basically, I I see red, and, and, and I shouldn't really make a phone call at that time. But uh, the, this business of socialism, there's a... Uh, a city in Russia called Khortitz, and it has a factory in it that my grandfather made farm machinery in many years ago. He was one of the first to have a Ford car imported into Russia. Mm-hmm. Things got going at that time. Yeah. In the meantime, of course, Mr. Lenin and the boys took over. My uncles got sent to Siberia. Their houses got burned to the ground. The factory is currently making cars. I still have a cousin that lives in Moscow that laughs every time you talk about dollars and cents because his terminology when we, well, we didn't, but uh, but the family per se sponsored a a visit for him over into this country. And when we were talking to him, he said, yes, he says well, things are good over there. He says, we pretend to work, and the government <laughs> pretends to pay us. Yeah. And, and it's just absolutely amazing that uh, currently this factory, like I say, is making cars. 
very poor quality cars, mm -hmm. and people there are making in is roughly fifty dollars uh, a month at this particular time, I believe. So uh, the, the the socialism end of things uh, came down hard, and and a lot of the rich people, in fact, all of them probably uh, got put six feet under or whatever, and uh, it 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 just bugs the daylights out of me. Uh, right now, the, all our, the family that came over here with my dad, uh, like he was the only one of the eight kids that made it out of there. Yeah. And uh, consequently, uh, we are living high and dry and happy and rich, even mm. though uh, we, we worked at, at $30,000 a year jobs at General Motors, etc. And, mm. and consequently, uh, rich is, is all a matter of how you look at it yep. i think the the happy is much more better than the rich but but like when they start talking about minimum wages and all that kind of thing this this we pretend to work and they pretend to pay us always comes into the picture <laughs> good point Herman. thanks for the call right on take care ian's with us hello ian yeah that uh that was a poor example your last caller just used is russia being a, a, a socialist country it's a, it was anything but it was an elitist country but uh ask yourself this question okay if you're the 5% who are filthy rich, yes, I would like to live in the United States. But if you're the other 95% of the population, the middle class or the very poor, wouldn't you want to live in Europe as opposed to the United States? Where they have, like, in L.A. and states, they have 160,000. That's a conservative estimate of, of homeless people. And here's the richest country in the world. I mean, is that the goal that we're supposed to be uh, striving for? Uh, now, in, in Germany, in, in Europe, especially Germany, the... The government and businesses work together. They well, to figure what needs to be done. To and a point, they do. To a point. Yeah, to the, not yeah. ideal. And uh, the workers, generally speaking, uh, they have more vacation time. Mm -hmm. Their salaries are better. You don't see any immigrants from Europe anymore. No, it's such don't. a rarity now because only Eastern Europe. But uh, yeah. I can remember back in the 60s and in Toronto, I mean, there were so many German immigrants and Italian immigrants. They don't come here anymore mm -hmm. because Canada's fallen behind. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about falling behind, but things have caught up over there. Okay, well, anyway, they have a socialist system over there, and it works very, very well. Well, no, I would disagree with you. It doesn't work very, very well. They have a lot of problems over there. They have a lot of social unrest. They have very, very high tax rates. They have a, a flight of capital out of many of those countries. They have problems finding capital for industrialization. The European economy is stagnating, and it has been stagnant for some time. The American economy has roared ahead. So people who, you know, point out Europe and say, oh, look how well socialism works. No, sir, it is not nearly that cut and dried. They've got serious problems over there. Well, why aren't they leaving then? Why isn't like they were before? Well, why aren't you leaving here? You, 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 we got problems here. Why aren't you leaving? Well, this we have a, a, a lot of the stuff here is a socialist system. Yeah. Our Medicare and so on. Yeah. I, I like that. You like that? I, I don't think that someone should get their kids should get better health care because they have more dollars than than me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm vehemently opposed to that. I don't why? think it's right. Why? Why should your, my son die? Because uh, uh, you have more money for your kid than I than I do. That's baloney. That's well, not uh, that's not a, a society, a caring society. I want to be any part of. And I, and I agree with you. Well, then you're then you're not opposed to uh, uh, some types of socialism. Then no, I don't think we need to have a socialist system to ensure that happens. That your son gets good care. I don't think socialism is the answer. To, I don't think that's the answer to anything. Well, how's it going to work in private care if I don't have the money to get the best doctor? Let's face it. If I want to have my knee done, I'm going to have, uh, and I have money, I'm going to have Mr. Fowler do it up at uh, UH. Well, if you can get him to do it, you can't necessarily get him to do it under the system we have now. And what if your son needs to have his knee done? You can't get Dr. Fowler to do it. You've got to take whoever comes along. That's, that's right. The, that's the system today. Do you like that system? But what if I have money, I can get Mr. Fowler. Well, not necessarily, no. Not necessarily. Well, I, like I say... I th if it's your son's knee, do you want Fowler? Yes. You do? How fair is that? If my son's got a bad knee and I can't get Fowler, how fair is that? Well, then maybe we have to up the standards or something, or, mm -hmm. or I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you address that system, because I know that uh, in the states, if you have the, you know, the the better people, the people who have more money for health care, live longer. They have. There's a whole bunch of stats. All, all I'm saying is that I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of privatizing across the board, and I'm no. not a big fan of public ownership. What I'm saying is that I don't believe we have yet found the perfect, the, the the perfect system, and it annoys me when people. I'm not saying that you're annoying me, but people annoy me when they defend the system we've got because, well, you know, we can't make it any better. Susan said that earlier about the education system. I just don't buy that. 
there are better ways to do the things that we do. Perhaps, and this is just a perhaps, perhaps the universal insur insurance program for health care. That's one thing we don't do here. We've never tried that. That might be an answer where you and I have equal access to all the doctors and as much funding as we need, but it's funded through an insurance system. Uh, that's just one option. There are other options, but we don't explore them in this country because we've got this, this you know, Canadian Medicare is this sacred cow that nobody dares to touch, even though the cow's quite ill. The cow needs to, the cow needs some work itself, but no, we can't do that because you can't, oh, God, heaven forbid you talk about anything other than, than, than health care the way it is today. I'm not saying we shouldn't have, strive for more improvements or anything like that. I'm just saying that we should have, the, uh, we should have a system that uh, is fair to everybody instead of, I don't want just a few people taken care of under a, under a capitalist system that, that's so capitalist that's United States where so many people get... No, no, that's not necessarily a capitalist system that leads to that. And to use the United States as an example of health care is, is really misleading because nobody, nobody has said that the American system, here's the capitalist health care system in the United States, and here's socialist in Canada. That, that's not the comparison. And, and, and my contention is, who says we have to do anything that the Americans do? Well, can't we build a better system here on our own? And I believe we can, but we're not doing it. That's my beef. We're not doing it because we've said this is a sacred cow we're not going to touch it we're not going to look at any area where privatization might help access for you and your son and my son we're, we can't do that why can't we do it well because we just can't do it well it's like your mom saying you say why can't i do that because i said so well i need a better answer than that and i need a better answer on, than that on health care too and i have to leave it there but i do thank you very much for your call today 643-1290 star 1290 in the rogers at&t and we'll be back right after this Thought-provoking? No question. Informative? You bet. This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK. It's the last blast to your chance to have the final say in any of the topics that we dealt with today. We talked about rich and poor. We talked about reforming the capitalist system. We talked about education. We talked about garbage driving through London and whether the province had the right to, to get it dumped here, and they do have the right if they decide that's what they want. We talked about the government general and her idea of what is important for Canadians. We talked about uh, rock and roll in London in the 60s. Any of that interests you and you want to have the last word on it, now is the time. If we've missed something and you want to bring it up, that's fine too. Or if you want to continue with our discussion about rich and poor capitalism versus socialism, that's great too. It's the last blast, 643-1290. Pat's up next. Hi, Pat. Hi, good morning. Yes, sir. Hi, in regard to the uh, previous caller, Ian, I guess. Yes. Uh, he made a comment that uh, Europeans are not coming over here now. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason is that uh, Europeans just don't fit the criteria. They can't get in here. And uh, it, Now, on, on, on what basis do you say that? Because that's, well, that's news to me. Well, uh, I, I know this to be true, that uh, there's certain quotas. And, uh, I mean, Europeans just can't get off the plane and, and claim... Uh, you know, victimization and, yes, yes, right. and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think if you just look at the uh, the people we've got coming in now, you just don't see white faces coming in. And I don't think it's because they prefer not to come in. Mm -hmm. uh, I just they don't fit the criteria that our immigration policies are covering right now. Mm. Well, I know that we're looking, for example, for a lot of skilled trades. There are lots of skilled trades in Europe, but they don't want to come here for the very reasons that Ian pointed out, because you can make a nice living these days at the skilled trades in Europe. There was a time when you couldn't, particularly after the war. Yeah, I think right now, Jim, they have to be sponsored over here. I think a European coming over here needs to be sponsored. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to I, say that. I think that. so. And uh, I think also that, you know, uh, other people can just get off the plane and... Uh, and claim victimization or yeah. persecution. Well, certainly easier yeah. depending on what part of the world you come from, yeah. yeah. Pat, thanks for your call today. And for capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. 643-1290.